Hey everyone, and welcome to Animate the World, a show about two friends and their love letter to animation in all its wonderful forms. I'm your co-host, Kelly Smimo. And I'm Richard Minari. Woo! Woo! And I'm really sick today. (laughs) So I apologize in advance for if I sound completely nasal this whole episode. It sounds kind of like you've got a more pensive, demure voice. Oh, I don't really I know what demure means, but I think Actually, this is what it sounds like. You know what? I was really sick like last year or something, <laughs> and then my mom's like, I kind of like it. It gives your voice a sexy, gravelly tone. And I'm like, Ooh. thanks, mom. <laughs> thanks, mom. <laughs> so maybe that's the effect happening. <laughs> to be fair, I just feel like crap. So. Oh. Woo. So we'll see how long this episode is. Yeah. <laughs> maybe a short one for sick reasons. <laughs> but I have a lot to talk about. So, Richard, Ooh, start us off. What's our question that you apparently have not read before yet? I so haven't read because I was busy playing Legend of Zelda before this, so I'm a little Disgusting. <laughs> yep. So, opening up this document, today's question is favorite anime opening. Oh, snap. Yeah, that'll be a, that'll be a bit of a head-scratcher. I mean, oh, I, snap. I a lot of things. Um... Okay, well, wait. So, does this mean favorite opening song or opening like animation? You know. Um, let's say opening. There's... Ooh, that's a good question. That's a very good question. Cause like I love, like I love the opening song for Evangelion, Cruel Angel Thesis. But you I don't win think the entirety the of Japan. Song... Yeah, I don't <laughs> think the the actual like theme animation is that great or interesting, mm-hmm. um, with them floating around. Uh, and same thing with, like, I hold the Hunter x Hunter theme song very dear to my heart because it's Richard and I's song. It's our theme song. But <laughs> I don't think the animations are necessarily that amazing. Yeah, it's not that compelling. Like the, it's just a really the, good the pump-up song. song. Yeah. Well, I think that I'm actually happy because my answer immediately popped into my head for both animation and for theme song i'm gonna have to say death parades opening has to be one of my favorites of all times just for both like it excels in both qualities um death parade uh was this um 11 episode or 12 episode or something like that like that yeah one of those um show about this bar uh (laughs) owned by this fancy mysterious gentleman named deckham and he uh, I don't, he welcomes in souls who are trying to find their ways and helps them yeah. figure out where they're supposed to go. And it's fun. The recently deceased. The recently deceased souls, yes. I was yeah, wondering if I should include they, that or not. <laughs> they have to play a game and then they find out whether they're going to get reincarnated or mm-hmm. their soul will be banished to the darkness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's a really good show. A lot of trigger warnings, though. Yes can get pretty messed up but it's very, very good and the opening theme song has nothing to do with the show and nothing it's so at good. all it's just them dancing to this amazing song mm-hmm. it's this, fantastic the song is flyers by bradio and i have it on my mp3 player and i listen to it like once every couple weeks because i just love it i so 
two two came into my mind where I absolutely love the animation and the song. Mm. First one is Gekkan Shoujo Nozaki. Oh my god! Uh, the song is hella catchy Mm -hmm. and the animation itself is like really fun and bouncy and like the show itself is about this guy who uh we've mentioned it before Mm -hmm. uh who also writes manga and so the the theme song itself plays with that a lot so they'll like show like different sketches and like all the tools he uses and it's just like a really fun opening and i like it's always a blast to listen to it and it's like one of the ones i never skip Mm -hmm. absolutely uh, and the second one that I thought of was uh, uh, Erased, which oh I think we've mentioned. Oh my god, yes. I forgot how good that opening was. Uh, Erased, also a fantastic song. Uh, like, <laughs> I don't know any of the lyrics, but that's how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> it probably sounds great with my nasal voice right now. <laughs> Uh, and the opening itself is like really good. Uh, Erased. Have we we talked about? Erased, oh, we've definitely right? talked about Erased. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. But it 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 goes back and forth between the past and the present and shows like the video reel, which is a big theme in the show. So it's just a like it really captures the emotion and feeling of the show. Unlike like Death Parade is a fantastic opening, but it doesn't really show what the show is about. But Erased's OP does a very good job of doing just that. Yeah, it definitely like, gives you a sense of like desperation that like mm-hmm. is throughout the entire show and like yeah. the tense the tenseness tensitude yeah very apparent in the opening love that opening mm-hmm. love it love it i was going to say all the openings we've named so far were jazzy, jazzy. fun numbers until we got to a race <laughs> which is not a jazzy fun number uh, it's it's fun <laughs> it's but fun it's in a different rocky. way yeah uh i do love orons i was opening. gonna say i was like oh, when are we kiss, gonna get to I think if you like remember how the opening goes, it's done its job. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm, know, absolutely. Like it's nestled itself into your brain and made a home there, and you'll never forget it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, yeah, no, Kelly, I'm trying to think. Yeah, do you ever think about what the anime opening would be to your life? <laughs> you ever sit there? And oh think? wow, I've never actually thought that. Have you? I think that sometimes. What would be the animation opening to your life? I have you? no idea. <laughs> I think it would be like a circus theme mm-hmm. as you run around in circles. <laughs> Just be the circus theme, like and then you screaming as clowns pop up. I don't like clowns, you guys. <laughs> I don't like them at all. I don't like the circus. At the same time, I really like that as like the idea for my anime opening. Either that or like the yakima oh sax, like like the Benny Hill theme. Right. I don't know if I could do that because Benny Hill already has that as his opening. True. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of famous. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think if there's like... I don't know. I'm trying to think of good anime openings from like other anime, but like those are the big ones. Like all the sports animes kind of have so-so anime themes. I do love mm-hmm. Haikyuu's first animation Certainly, song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That one's good. Uh, but it's not like, wow. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I do okay wait I do really like can we talk about ending songs oh absolutely please I do actually really really love not necessarily the songs but the animation the animation of the ending songs for uh, swimming anime oh because sure, sure yeah those I think it's really cool what they do in those moments because it's not, it's nothing to do with the show the ending song well it does thematically but like the animation is it's always like an alternate universe 
which I always mm-hmm. find really appealing as a person who likes to do costumes that like they show like here's an alternate universe where they're not just school kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so in the original series, uh, it's them in a desert in like Arabian outfits uh, searching for water, which is like actually ties to the show but it's done in a really creative way and it looks cool uh oh, and the song is pretty catchy for water because yeah, they're and, swimmers <laughs> no haru's trying to search for why he swims which is him in a desert searching for water and all his friends don't have any water but rin is hoarding all the water because he's a bad person oh wasn't the water inside of us all along because yes, the human body is 98 percent water <laughs> It is not 98%. I don't know how much it is. It's a lot. It's, it's the like brain's 70. 98% or something. <laughs> um, and in the second series, it's a really cute ending where uh, it's uh, an imagining of them in their future careers. So, like, <gasps> yeah, Makoto's a fireman and yeah. Rin is, like, a policeman. And it's, like, really cute to see. And, like, Haru is, at the same time, a mermaid and a chef, <laughs> which is great because, listen... <laughs> I was in the free boat from the very beginning when it was first airing, and every day I was like, what if Haru became a mermaid? And everyone's like, that's never going to happen, Kelly. And then it freaking happened. Okay, it happened. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. I've moved on. That's a good ending theme song. It's one of those things. Yeah, yeah. What was that? Nothing. Hmm? Go. Oh, okay. I was going to say, like, that sort of thing is really fun where, like, I wonder if, like, the animators at all were listening to, like, the fandom. Because I feel like there were a couple voices, some strong voices, who wanted her to, or, um, her to be a mermaid. Because, like, that would be nice. <laughs> it fit perfectly. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I was saying was that Durara's ending song is really good, too. And the little ending animation. Where it, like, I don't know if you've seen it, but it's, like, one long picture that they're just <gasps> oh, going down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And seeing all of it, it's been memed a lot. It's pretty famous. I really like that. Mm. Haikyuu did a, uh, in the third season, did a similar thing for their ending song where it was like one long picture that they were panning across and it was done really well. Mm-hmm. I love those kinds of endings. Certainly. I think one of my favorite kinds of endings are where, and this sort of is kind of like the free endings where they have alternate universes, but like some of my favorite endings are where like they have like the characters coming off stage and like hanging out afterwards as if they're actors like i've seen that in a couple different things or like they're like in a bar and they're hanging out and they're not really where they're supposed to be where it's like oh this is kind of them relaxing after the show is done i've seen that a couple times i think that's the cutest thing in the world and i love what's an example what's a show that's done that what was that one show that we saw in anime club where the guy had the demon eyeballs and there was he had demon eyes anime yeah (laughs) Um, I think it was suggested by our friend Randy, and it was like, um, he had demon eyes, and they lived in like a world where demons and humans coexist, again, every anime, um, I don't know what it was called, but the ending was them all hanging out in the bar, and they were like, all the enemies and the friends were on the stage, and they were just hanging out, wow, zero I'm, I'm recollection of the show, up. he had demon eyeballs, and he is fought. it Devil is a part-timer? No, 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 oh, no? but I love Devil okay. as a part-timer, um, um, Holy macaroni. He, what the, he was, and he got kidnapped and there was a car and the car was alive and they drove into the demon part of town. What? And there was a detective agency. <laughs> what? You're just describing the plot of Roger Rabbit. Uh, oh, wow, you're right. This was kind of like Roger Rabbit now that I think about it. 
Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna look this up. I'm gonna do some quick research. Demon eyes anime. <laughs> You're never gonna find it. Gosh, that way. darn it. A uh, crime. There was crime. Oh, 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 oh. Um, uh, and it was he was in a bar and he met a woman. <laughs> Wait, was it that really bad one? It was really bad. Wait, was it the one with the city? Yeah, it was the city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wait. I think I know what you're talking about. And he had demon eyeballs, and he, he was like a monkey who stole his something, and then he was in the streets, and then we didn't like it. <laughs> wait, I know what you're talking about. He used his eyes to control the driver, wait, and the driver was, was like, it? oh, my eyeballs. Ah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm now. searching, and I can't find car demons. Uh... Blood Blockade Battlefront. Blood Blockade! Yes, that's the one! Oh my god. Uh, for those curious, I googled City I Anime 2015 <laughs> and it was the second result. Battlefront. Oh my god, that's right. Kekai Sensen. Kekai Sensen, yeah. And they had an wow, ending that always just stuck out of my mind. Like that show. Yeah. Let me see if I can. The, uh, the ending was just them just like all having a good time and they were doing the can can. They all, had, yeah, they all dressed up in ending. the 1920s. It was nice. Wow, Hell Salem. That's just like two words shoved together. <laughs> Is that the name of the city? Yes. There are oh supersonic monkeys, vampires, talking fishmen, and all sorts of different supernatural monsters. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's a wow. photographer. That's dumb. Leonardo Watch? I'm sorry. I keep reading this description. It gets more and more interesting. <laughs> but that's... Yeah, he was a photographer. Remember? That was part Yeah, of yeah. But then there was also superheroes or crime detectives. Yeah. And they had powers. Something dumb like that. <laughs> I don't remember. Wow. Wow. Blast from the past. Jeez. Mm -hmm. But that's an anime ending that stuck out of my hand. Stuck out of my mind. Do you ever have those endings where like they stick out in your mind? Like you were saying, like that's a sign of a good ending or a good opening. So yeah. It sticks with you and you remember it. I'm um, trying to think of any others. I'm gonna get mad in like an hour when I remember a ton and I'm like, yeah, Shoot! yeah. <laughs> Why didn't I say that? I just wish I had but... a better ability to recall any information. Really, that's uh, that's <laughs> right. That's something right. I wish. I don't know because right now I'm just thinking like all the enemies I'm currently watching don't have good openings. Yeah, I'm not really a huge fan of Boku no Hero's second season opening. Nah, it's not that great. Um... Little Witch is so so, and Yao Peta never have a good opening. None mm. of their openings are any good. Uh, Kyoso Giga has a nice opening. <gasps> Kyoso Giga's opening makes me cry whenever I watch it. <laughs> I watch it and... That's so cute. They're like... Have we talked about Kyoso Giga? Kyoso Giga's fun. We have uh, mentioned it once before, yeah. It's about a family of gods <laughs> and like... It's really cute, and I don't know how to explain it, but watch it. It's only 10 episodes, and the animation is fantastic. That's very true. Uh, and yeah. the opening is really cute. Mm -hmm. And it features so a main character with a giant hammer. I'm like going through my Annie hammer. list. Yes, do it. Yeah, she has a giant hammer. Giant hammers are my jam. Like, that's oh, sweet, sweet stuff. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah. The first episode will make no sense. Episode zero, which came out like a year, I think, before the original anime. If you check this anime out, you'll see episode zero. Um, maybe, and that'll be very confusing. But if you stick yeah. with it, I think you'll really enjoy it. Yeah. The point is it's really confusing, but mm -hmm. it'll all make sense in the end. Well. It's like one of those. Most of it, it makes sense. It does <laughs> make sense in the end. 
<laughs> I swear, but... <laughs> Actually, yeah, that did sort of wrap up nicely. Ugh, I think that's all I got for anime openings. I don't remember any other ones that really stuck out. Oremonogatari has a really cute opening, but it's just mm-hmm. cute, like the animation. I don't really remember the song. Can we talk about... Opening. Yeah? Can we talk about four kids' oh! English openings? Oh, please. Oh, Zam's opening! Oh my gosh, Bono yes! Zamdo! Absolutely! Okay, yeah. Zamd is such a weird show, it's so and I have weird. a lot of, like, feelings, and I don't know how to recommend it, in that it's fun, but, like, not necessarily amazing. But the opening, the first opening is, like, one of my favorite openings it's ever. so jazzy It, like, good. I don't know, it made me want to watch the show. My friend was like, you should watch Zamd. It's good and like described it, and I was like, "That doesn't sound that interesting." And then I watched the opening. And I was like, "I need to watch this." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like one of those like real hip and like we're always we're running with them. It's time <laughs> to run, and it's really fun and catchy. And I loved the Zamd opening. Zamd is about like what is Zamd about? It's about a war and yeah. like people fighting over like these weapons and yeah. like, oppression. There was a... yeah, yeah. It's really what makes it stand out is that like. So the main character gets, like, kidnapped by, like, the resistance forces, basically. But instead of just following his storyline like most shows do, mm. it actually follows the storylines of all the friends and, like, his family that he left behind and how what they're doing and how they're going through it. And it's, like, also another interesting thing is that they deal with divorce, like, very mm-hmm. seriously. And it's mm-hmm. a big thing in the show, like, dealing with these two parents who are divorced, whose son is missing, and, like, how they're dealing with it. You know, oh my and gosh, that's I a sh- about yeah. That. That's like something I thought they did incredibly well and made it like a much more interesting show. Mm-hmm, absolutely, they did a really good job with that. This show always made me think about um, American or like just soap operas in general because <laughs> the main character gets some pretty bad amnesia like halfway through yeah. the show. That's true, and it was like I. Thought it was good. <laughs> I didn't make a lot of sense to me. No, but I like it. It has a great opening. Mm, it right. does have a great opening. I guess that's enough. Mm-hmm. Openings and stuff. Unless, wait, you wanted to talk about four kids opening? I was just going to say, for all those people who watched Saturday morning animes of Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon, we know that your openings are very important and very good. Oh my god. Well, the Pokemon opening is one of the best. It's so iconic ever. for our generation, isn't it? It is. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. And Yu-Gi-Oh's opening with the, with the, with the, <laughs> that's true. It is iconic. Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> Some good stuff. Digimon. Digital Monster. Listen, we had great openings. We did. They were very catchy. Wow. Those were so They catchy. did their job of nestling into your brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, some YouTube uh, account made a parody Evangelion Um opening if it was dubbed by four kids and it's like one of my favorite things that exists because it goes like let's go shinji get in the robot your dad loves you get in the robot (laughs) oh my gosh and it's like a full song and it's fantastic i recommend looking it up i just realized that i had forgotten the most important anime opening of all time the german opening to naruto oh my god (laughs) how could i forgotten naruto Oh, Nart. So Good old the Nart. The German opening for Naruto is in English. It's sung by an Australian man. It's by an Australian man? Yeah. <laughs> but my favorite line is, oh, is it 10 years ago a nine-tailed fox suddenly appeared? If, if you, you believe, believe it. it. <laughs> Naruto. Naruto. Believe it. Believe 
Sasuke is really cool. Sakura, the beautiful. <laughs> oh my word. Okay, I need to stop. It's a fantastic opening. It's a fantastic it's opening. Up. It's hilarious, the fact mm-hmm. that it exists and mm-hmm. it is real. <laughs> Someone was saying, like, they were wondering if, like, the way that that opening sounds to us in English sounds how maybe some Japanese openings sound to people who speak Japanese. Maybe. Like, because someone, who, someone who spoke Japanese was talking to me and they're like, oh, yeah, some of those anime openings just sound so bad in the original language. <laughs> like, the I lyrics mean, don't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, the lyrics never do make any sense, but mm-hmm. it's kind of like how we talked about in dubs that, like, the audio, yeah. the dialogue doesn't seem as cringy when it's mm-hmm. in Japanese because I don't understand what they're saying. Absolutely, yeah. So I feel like that applies to songs, too. Mm-hmm. Totes me totes. All right, is it transition time? It's transition time. Welcome to Kelly's current corner. Current Current corner? Welcome to Kelly's current corner. (laughs) I have a music sting now. I don't know. That's the whole improvement theme song, so I can't do that. I don't know. (laughs) Richard, write a song. You're a music major. I was. That lasted a semester. (laughs) But I'll write you the best darn sting you've ever heard. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, welcome to Kelly's Current Corner. Last week, I had watched nothing, but I had predicted things. Let's go over my predictions. Mm. Uh, for uh, Boku no Hero, I said that maybe Midoriya wins the cavalry battle. He did not. Wait, mm. Richard, have you seen? Have oh, you yeah, I'm today? fully caught up. I'm fully caught up. Okay, okay. Yeah. He did not make it, but it was really good. He mm-hmm. still made it, mm-hmm. but he didn't make it. So I was right with my maybe. Uh, also, I'm really upset about Todoroki, and I love him. Yes! Oh my god, he's so mad. That, okay, Zuko, yes. that's what I call him, confessed his past to our main character, and it was very upsetting, was very and I love upsetting. him, and I'm very excited. This season, okay, this season of Boku no Hero is popping off, and I'm mm-hmm. thoroughly enjoying it. Drama, 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 drama. It has been fantastic. Mm-hmm. This is my mid-year review, too, because we're halfway through all those shows. Oh, dang, that was fast. That are going. Yeah, they're all, all the 12 episoders are at their halfway point now. Uh, Little Witch Academia, I was right that Akko was there. I was wrong in that Diana would be in any of those two episodes because she no. was not, and it was very upsetting. I'm still not uh, caught up. I'm so sad. The Diana was not in the episodes. They were not very plotty. They were very much filler episodes, but they were still kind of fun. The first one was a little weird. Uh, I like the second one a lot more because it went to the boys' school and it was fun. <gasps> there's a boys' school? Yeah, there's an anti-magic boys' school because they Kelly's. hate witches. Because I guess warlords don't exist. I guess it's just you have to be a girl. Kelly's people. Yeah, Wait, it's so... a rich boys' school. But did your prediction come true that things would happen and people would be there? Yeah, and there was magic. <laughs> oh. Amazing. There was a Yeti. Oh. It was great. Uh, <laughs> people died. But then didn't. Oh, That's great. Good. Good. Uh, and then finally, creme de la crop, uh, bike anime. Hmm. Uh, I was wrong, and then I said that Inner High would start. Because <laughs> in the two episodes, was just set up for Inner High still. We have not, we have not started the race. Oh my god. That's not <laughs> but surprising. They were, no, but they were still phenomenal episodes. We are going to start <laughs> the race tomorrow. They are at the starting line, ready to go. <laughs> you say that. You say that. Uh, we had to talk about more background characters, but the other teams were there, and Onoda was there, so I was right on that. Uh, Suji was mean? For the first time ever, he was a little mean. Wow, and he's I never done anything wrong that. in his life That's right, until that perfect. point, for sure. Absolutely flawless. 
I was really sad because he was like really mean and I was like, no, Mito. <sighs> Stranger Danger was there. Oh my god. Stranger Danger needs to chill. There was okay, I'm gonna describe this moment because it still haunts me. <laughs> There's just this moment where I have a code name for all the characters, I'm sorry. <laughs> but Bike Kageyama was racing with Sugimoto and just like having a nice little bike ride and Stranger Danger starts pedaling towards them and is like, I have to touch him. What? And then lightly touches his hand on his thigh as they're, this is while biking, while they're all biking. He touches his thigh, which like happens a lot. So it's like, whatever. And then suddenly he like slips it into his shorts uh, and squeezes uh, and it's like, uh, what is happening? Uh, and bless bike Kageyama. Cause if that happened to me, I would be on the floor. I would not be biking anymore, mm-hmm. but he remained calm and continued biking as this man groped his thigh muscle. Sweet Lord have mercy. And then Stranger Danger pulled back and said, you're sick, aren't you? <laughs> so maybe there's something wrong with Bite Kageyama. I'm very upset, but the whole scene was the worst thing I've ever witnessed. Are his thighs just really big? I don't know. <laughs> it was bad. I hate I hate Stranger Danger, and I also very much enjoy watching him on screen. <laughs> oh. Uh, that's my... Oh, I watched the first episode of Attack on Titan, finally. <laughs> How was it? I was good. I mean, I had already read this bit of the manga four years ago. Mm. So, like, uh, everything that's been animated so far, I know exactly what's happening. So it's, like, a different kind of experience Mm -hmm. uh, where I'm like, oh, you did a good job animating that. Instead of, like, yeah, oh, my God, I didn't believe it, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, But it was good. It's well animated. They're doing a good job. That's good to hear. Uh, So I'm hoping to finally catch up on that, hopefully today, because I'm sick in bed. Oh, give else. lots of rest. Lots of rest. Yeah. Can I give That's my... my current corner. Can I give my current corner? You have a current corner? Yeah. I don't have a current corner. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of joined in with Boku no Hero. I did. And you know what I've been doing during my lunch breaks? I've been rewatching Futurama. And wow. <laughs> that's animated and it's very fun. And the only reason I'm watching it is because Bob's Burgers is officially, this is the last day that's going to be on Netflix. That's so upsetting. I want you all to know that we had a good run and that I'm going to miss it. But we all have to be strong and just remember that there's a little bit of Bob's Burgers inside of all of us. Yeah. Okay. In our arteries. That's so sad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's my corner. I've been meaning to watch Futurama. Uh, It's an occlusion. I think some people really like it. Other people think it's kind of tasteless. Okay. Yeah. I've watched it all a bunch of times. Like it's it's very nostalgic for me. It's like one of those mm. Simpsons shows where like I just watched a lot when I was younger. Um, so I really enjoy it. But there are some really funny things. The that professor is one of my favorite characters of all time in all of media. The professor is that is, the old man? He's the old man okay. who gets confused. That's, I knew that. Richard, you really into old man characters. I am Grandpa Simpson, the professor. <laughs> like I don't know why. Just my favorite characters. Yugi's grandpa, probably. Yugi's, gra- Yugi's grandpa. <laughs> and, Terrible. And and I'm sure all the old people watching, listening to our podcasts are very thankful for you. Richard. That's right. I'm spreading some representation about old grandpas who are forgetful. <laughs> it's my favorite character trope. Oh my god. Mm. All right. What are we doing in the second half, Richard? We were talking a little bit about some different ways that fans tap into and express their interests and love of their fanish interests. Yeah, their love for animation as mm-hmm. our openings. Because that's the show that we do. 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I thought it would be cool to kind of discuss like all the different ways that fans explore that and Mm -hmm. kind of like why they want to do that, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like there's just so much on the internet and it's lovely. And I think the most represented form of it has to be fan art. Mm. Like, yeah, it's the most accessible piece too for like anyone, even if you're not super into a a show or whatever, if you Mm -hmm. see fan art of it, you can like appreciate it. You're like, oh, that looks cool. And, like, I think it's just, it's just very accessible. And fan artists are incredible in how they, like, make their little AUs or, like, draw mm. scenes that should exist but don't, oh. et cetera, et cetera. And I just, like, yeah, I think it's the most accessible form of fan uh, medium. Absolutely, especially since, like, when you're maybe 10 years old and you're first doing your first Google search on your favorite, like, Pokemon to put on your, <laughs> the background of your computer screen, you see, like, a bunch of fan art of it. And, like, oh, I didn't realize that, like, so many other people like this, just like me. And, yeah. Like, and, like, I didn't realize that there was so much extended stuff that existed beyond what already was in the corpus of, like, stuff that already existed. Yeah, and I think it's one of the less, like, not demonized, but, like... Mm. Like, I think a lot of fan medium is kind of seen as lesser or as, mm-hmm. like, something childish or unprofessional. Absolutely. But I think fan art is the one that's the least seen as that. Because, mm-hmm. again, it's, like, very easy to just see it and appreciate the craft of it, mm-hmm. even if you're not necessarily a fan of it. Absolutely, yeah. Like, how can you not appreciate someone's really, like... Like, just something that's very in your face. You don't have to read it and, like, actually take the time to look at it and sit down and consume it. But, like, it's, like, right there in front of you. Yeah. And, Mm -hmm. like, speaking of reading, I think the second most popular, like, fan medium thing is fan fiction. But Mm -hmm. I think it is very much less accessible. Very, yeah. And very, like, demonized, as you said. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, Like, people, like, I write fan fiction. And I remember in high school, I refused to tell a soul that Mm -hmm. I did it. Because it was something that was seen as, like, bad or gross or, like... And also, I went to, like, a Catholic high school and I was writing about gay relationships. There was an added layer of, like, why I did not want to share what I was doing at home. Uh, But it is very much more of, like, a demeaned kind of fan activity, I think. And I think a lot of it is just the accessibility in that it takes a lot of effort to sit down and actually read a piece of fan fiction than it is to, like, see a work. You know? Mm, absolutely. And it's not to say that it takes more work to write a fanfic than it is to create a drawing. That's, like, not true at all. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, they both take a lot of work. Uh, it's just a lot harder to consume a fanfic than it is a fan work, uh, fan art piece, mm-hmm. which means it's harder for it to spread and for it to, like, I don't know, uh, gain that kind of popularity that, like, a fan artist could gain. Absolutely. And you have to go to certain parts of the internet to get access to that sort of stuff mm-hmm. as well. That's um, like you may be archive like, of our own fanfiction.net. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which like yeah. may not, they're not necessarily difficult to get to, but it's like certainly like a step in someone's mind of like, okay, I'm going to step into this space and like start looking at things. And um, I think all the stigmatization that goes along with that can make that a difficult step for a lot of people. Yeah. And like, it's not something that you'll really come across on by accident. Yeah, like you said, yeah. it's something you have to purposely search for. It's not like you're on Facebook and fan art appears that like random people are like reposting. Yeah, uh, people don't do that with fan fiction. It's much harder <laughs> to find unless you're actually looking for it. Mm-hmm. When then it's easy to find mm-hmm. when you're looking for it and you know where to look. Mm-hmm. But yeah, 
Um, but those are, like, I think the two big ones, but there's a ton of other ways that fans, like, express their love for a thing. Mm, certainly. Like, I don't know, cosplay's a big one, so costuming yourself to look like the character mm-hmm. and, like, celebrate your love for it, that's a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think another big thing is, like, developing, like, encyclopedic knowledge of, like, the piece, like, especially something yeah. that, like, has, like, a lot of characters in it. Um, like, and studying the plot and, like, making sure you really understand it. Like, Fullmetal Alchemist, I know people who really pride themselves in their ability to, like, recall, like, specific scenes or specific episodes mm-hmm. and sort of stuff. Um, yeah. And to go along with that, like, you know, all those fan wikis were made by a fan. Oh, like... Love a good fan wiki. Oh, my Yeah, gosh. love it. Thank you for your service. <laughs> you guys are the real heroes, the real MVPs. That's a, yeah, that's definitely another way that isn't really seen as almost like an expression of fanness. Mm-hmm. It's almost sort it's of not, taken for granted sometimes. Like yeah, it's not necessarily a creative outlet, but it's still much a very much a, an expression of love toward mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. show. I got it's a similar activity I think that's been seen in a lot of other fandoms uh, with like writing transcripts of episodes and mm. keeping them on file for your own personal use or taking screenshots of things and making like a a library that like of stills. I think yeah. it's been done since, like, people had VCRs. Like, people were doing that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, there's just so many different ways. Actually, you know what I've been doing this while I'm sick this past day or so? What? I, like, I really like cross-stitching. <laughs> so you I started cross- Yeah. <gasps> I just don't more. do it that often because I'm mm. not – I'm busy. But mm. I, uh, I went and bought some thread yesterday, and I'm – cross i like picked one of those sites that lets you upload an image and then it turns it into a cross-stitching pattern so i'm cross-stitching an evangelion thing i made incredible so there's a fan expression that's pretty niche (laughs) but it's very relaxing and fun Mm -hmm. um i think the thing that we touched upon last week that's a big one is like collecting absolutely yeah yeah so collecting figures or collecting merchandise like having that kind of almost curating your own exhibit of like mm-hmm. what you love about this thing mm-hmm. and showing it off to the world mm-hmm. and like sort of tied into that as like decking yourself out in that apparel which is like mm-hmm. wearing um wearing like the t-shirts having the bags you can sort of bring out into the yeah. public almost like a little broadcasting signal to see if anyone else knows what you're doing <laughs> <laughs> yeah like in the end it really is just about like showing how much you love this thing Mm -hmm. and hoping to connect with others that also love this thing, Mm -hmm. which is the goal, I think. Oh, yeah. Right? A lot of it's about connecting. I feel like that's the goal. Yeah, yeah, it's about sharing and connecting with other people who will like the thing that you like. Being like, hi, I made this thing about this thing I love and I'm really proud of it and I hope you guys like it too and maybe we can talk about it some more together. That like, those like... The parts of, like, the whole fan expression when people comment on stuff and, like, say, like, yeah. that's so cool. I love that. Like, you're, like, I also really think that's really good. Like, that's, yeah, that's a really big part of it, I think. <laughs> yeah, and I think, like, also not necessarily just showing your love for the whole thing, but also being able to select a specific part of the whole and being, like, I'm a really big fan of this little, mm. like, this minor character is the love of my life. And then being able to go online and find other people who also love this character and are, like, like sharing in it and having those little sub communities, I think is like a great way that that's done. Mm, absolutely. Like that support network and that like, Oh, we all love this thing and create mm-hmm. so much fun stuff for this thing. And it's because we want that connection because like, 
off the bat, not many people maybe be might be a fan of this minor character. But now I found this whole little niche community mm-hmm. that, and I only found that by expressing my love for it and by creating this like you know fan content. Absolutely, and like some communities certainly are like maybe like not as great as other communities, but like yeah. I've certainly heard a lot of examples of like people finding communities that have been really great for them and like great for like their health and their like feeling connected to other people and feeling Mm -hmm. like just all around supported in general which is so good yeah i mean every community is gonna have issues Mm -hmm. no doubt uh but like it's really nice to finally like to feel like you belong somewhere especially when your likes and interests aren't something that the majority in your normal life may share Mm -hmm. you know so, like, having that outlet and being like, oh, well, I'm not that weird because there's all these people who really like this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love Thanks. some communities. Yeah. Yeah, some communities are really good. Uh, I I don't know if you know this about me, but I really like the volleyball anime. The what? And the volleyball anime. Never heard of it. And, uh, <laughs> and within the volleyball anime, I like uh, this one team. Uh, called Josai or Seijo, uh, which are the antagonists in one of the minor teams in the show. But I have discovered the Seijo community, mm. and that's the only community I talk to really or <laughs> enjoy the fan works of. And it's great because it's like we have it's really interesting also how that kind of feeds back into canon and makes it so like blurry that I don't actually know what was canon and what wasn't mm. because of all the fan content mm. that I consume about a minor thing. Cause like there are characters on the team that never get like any dialogue or very little dialogue and aren't mm. shown on screen. But the way that the fan community kind of plays off each other and kind of creates the personalities for these characters until it's almost homogeneous, like how they react to certain situations in like all of the fan media of it. So then they have their own life that is not necessarily represented in the show, but is almost like universally agreed to. Mm. It's really interesting to see. Mm. And like there are good and bad to that because on the one hand, if you disagree with that interpretation of the character, it's really frustrating because it seems almost universally understood as that's how the character is, even though there's no actual backing for it. But on the good hand, it like, I don't know, it gives you like, there's this like, this character actually matters to so many people. Mm. And like, look how many works are dedicated to this person that like the fan community embraced. I don't know. All this stuff is really fascinating to me. Mm, absolutely. Like how people will take, like how the people will take the thing and make it their own and yeah. put their themselves into it. And yeah. Think, yeah. Mm-hmm. Put your heart and soul into it. Like a little Love bit of that. your blood, sweat, and tears. And your... Yeah. Yeah. Just like how Bob's Burgers is a part of us, we are also a part of the Bob's Burgers fandom. Yes. There's a little fandom. Bob in us and a little us in Bob. You know what I mean? <laughs> Put that on a t-shirt. Yeah, in mm-hmm. our store. Yep, in our special anime special store. Wow. Mm-hmm. Is that a plane? Did you hear that? Yeah, I hear that. I was I was wondering if people would hear that. That is a plane. <laughs> <laughs> Richard's flying away from yes. his responsibilities. That was actually me humming with contentment at the thought of Bob and Burgers. I was like, oh my god. Mm. Okay, I hate that. Mm. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Never feel ashamed about contributing to a fandom. Mm. Never feel ashamed about sharing something you're passionate with, about and like something that has like 
had you create something because that in itself is really cool that you felt so inspired to create a thing that didn't exist before. Mm-hmm. So you should embrace that and show it off and be like, yes, I'm really proud of this. Mm-hmm. And don't let dumb idiot uh, internet mean people say like it's crappy because it's not. You yeah, did it good. Good job. Haters gonna hate. Quote Miley Cyrus. <laughs> I think. That's from Taylor Swift's ta- song. Quote, quote Taylor Swift's. Haters gonna hate, quote, Miley Cyrus, quote, Taylor Swift. Yep, uh-huh. Do you remember when Taylor Swift said Amazing. Taylor's gonna hate, quote, Miley Cyrus? I love Taylor- it when she said that. Taylor's gonna hate. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. I think we should move on to Rex because we're Indeed. running a little long. Absolutely, absolutely. Do you have a Rex this week, Richard? I need to... No. I need to think of one super oh fast. My God. You're the most... I'm literally here on my deathbed. <laughs> providing professional content and you're garbage okay i have a wreck i really like reading manga fun fact <laughs> uh which isn't animated so but i i'm getting to it so don't worry uh no i really like reading manga not necessarily of animated shows but of i don't know series that are kind of small and like niche and like new uh and like one shots basically. And so I've been reading and consuming a lot. But one of them I was re- recently been reading and read all of that in- that exists at this point is called um Asagao to Kasesan, which translates to Kasesan and Morning Glories. Uh and it's the cutest cutest lesbian manga in the world. Oh. I love it to death. Uh the description is Yamada may be shy and rather clumsy, but the flower gardens at her school have always brought her happiness. Suddenly, a different sort of beauty catches her eye, the vivacious track star Kasesan. Although the two girls don't seem to have much in common, they soon start a romance where each must learn an important lesson in tending to their budding relationship. Can the two girls so different from each other learn how to make their first love blossom? It is the cutest thing in this world. Like, I cannot, like, overstate how beautifully and like simple and cute and lovely it is like they're just really sweet to each other and like it follows them from like their second year of high school to like college and like how they grow and stuff and it's just like I don't know in this world of like fetishized female characters it's really nice to just see a simple non-sexualized little cute love story between two girls that's really good that is just right? wholesome and very re- nice yeah, it's, oh my god, it's adorable. Uh, and it doesn't really fall into a lot of the damaging pitfalls that, like, gay manga and anime fall into. <laughs> like, where it's like, they're not actually gay. Or like, oh, this is not very consensual, is it? Mm. Uh, it doesn't fall into any of those pitfalls at all. And it's not like, a, like oh, they look like a boy, so I like, like, no. It's, mm-hmm. it's just what it is, and it's really good. Um, and the reason I'm allowed to bring it up is because they released an animated preview clip of it, which is like this five-minute kind of almost tribute to it, and it's got animated... It's animated almost all of the manga, like different like key scenes from it, like mm. I recognize, but I think it's still enjoyable if you haven't seen the ma- read the manga, to this song, and it's like so cute. It's so cute and really cutely animated and very do- well done, and it's apparently the company wants to make an anime series for it, uh, and this preview is them trying to see if there's, like, enough attention and, like, desire for it to exist. Mm. So everyone should go watch it. Absolutely, Because they want yes. an anime. 
<laughs> Damn it. Uh, the manga itself updates kind of like randomly. Uh, I think there's only 20 some chapters up. So it's pretty short, but it's very cute. Mm. Uh, and yeah, so I'll include a link to the preview in the description of mm. this episode. Go watch it. It's so cute. I love it. They're oh, very absolutely. good. Definitely want to check that out. Go on, Richard. Okay, so I finally remembered what I was going to recommend, and I'm very happy with this. Um, so what I have to recommend is actually, um, unfortunately, it's not necessarily for like everyone to watch. It's specifically for people who listen to The Adventure Zone, uh, which is a podcast done by the McElroy family. Um, Kelly and I both I like it a lot. <laughs> I cosplay The Adventure Zone. I love The Adventure Zone. <laughs> and, um, Specifically, what I want to um, point our listeners towards were, if you listen to The Adventure Zone, I highly encourage you to seek out fan animations of mm. The Adventure Zone. Um, I uh, am almost caught up. I'm like on episode, I'm like on the first episode of The Suffering Games. I don't remember what, what episode. You are not almost caught up then. Oh, wait. Is, have they finished The Suffering Games? Yes. Oh, my God. You're okay. They oh, had the suffering no. game and then like a whole like the interlude, and now they're on the next one. Well, I'm almost you're like 15, 16 episodes behind. I'm so. almost 15 episodes behind, which is much better than this past year, which has been like 60 episodes behind for most <laughs> of the time. Um, but I finally have I'm like comfortable with like okay, I'm ready to go onto YouTube, check out some of these fan, these fanimations, if you will, and um. Like, start to look at them and just be ready to skip over any spoilers that may come across. They are all fantastic. Let me yeah. just say right now, if you listen to The Adventures, and I highly encourage you to check them out because um, they vary a lot in style, in length, in, uh, like, uh, ri- like, in, like, animation, like, style itself. Like, not just, like, the drawing stuff, but also, like, the way that they're animated. Some of them are, like, a couple, like, are stills lined up with each other. Others are very fluid, whole, cohesive, animated, like, almost films. Pieces. And, um... Yeah. Yeah, and so, um... It, this is sort of, like, another talk about, like, fan expression, like, the like the, the diversity within fan expressions. Uh, this is sort of cool because uh, we were talking about how, like, people express their animations about... Their, their, their uh... Their, their interests in anime through art. This is people expressing their interests in other things through animation, which I think is fun. Um, it's because it's a wholly audio-based um, medium, the adventures, it's, it's, it's a podcast. They're able to take yeah. that and add visuals to it, which I think is a very cool way of adding another layer to my experience of consuming something else. Yeah, and because it's a podcast, you're able to see a lot of diversity in uh, fan interpretation of what the mm-hmm. characters look like, which is also really cool to see uh, like in all the fan animations to see like what how those specific animators feel about the show and how they feel represented in it and how mm-hmm. they like communicate that through the designs of their characters because mm-hmm. they're given like full reign to do that and it's always really cool to see mm-hmm. like specifically taco like um the one character he comes in his skin is all different colors his body type constantly is different in every single video and his the clothes that he's wearing is different all the time and it's like, I think that's so cool to see yeah. the listeners' interpretations reflected in that come to yeah. life in these animations. So, yeah. Listen to the Adventure Zone. It's very good. Yes, that's our plug. Today's episode is sponsored by... <laughs> no. That's a lie. I'm lying to you. Jokes on yeah. You. Go check out fan animations in general. Absolutely. From, like, everything. Absolutely. They're yeah. so good. There's a lot of Evangelion fan animations that are fantastic. <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. It's a great <laughs> other fan interpretation for sure. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, we're running... Oh, we're long. running over. We're a long, long, long. 
So, Richard, oh, I'll let me wrap take this. us away. Mm-hmm. So, thank you all for listening. We want to thank the Fat Rat for letting us use their song Prelude as our theme song. Check out their YouTube page at the link included in our description. You can also find us at our website, animatetheworldcast.wordpress.com. And make sure to us to subscribe to us on make sure to us to subscribe to us on iTunes. Woo! Woo! And for today's sign off, um, I want you to to go and live your life the best that you can and to watch some anime. Don't be like us. Don't be like us. <laughs> Bye-bye. Goodbye.